Welcome to the podcast of the Unitarian Universalist Church of Cheyenne. We hope that these words find you well during these trying days. We are not meeting in person, but we gather on Zoom on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. For more information, you can visit our website at uucheyenne.org or find us on Facebook. From the Common English Bible, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they could go and anoint Jesus' dead body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they came to the tomb. They were saying to each other, Who's going to roll the stone away from the entrance for us? When they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, and it was a very large stone. Going into the tomb, they saw a young man in a white robe seated on the right side, and they were startled. But he said to them, Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He isn't here. Look. Here's the place where they laid him. Go, tell his disciples, especially Peter, that he is going ahead of you into Galilee. You will see him there, just as he told you. Overcome with terror and dread, they fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Right? In this telling of the Easter story, the story is not about a triumphant return. It's not about a moment of glory. It's about three women. Three women going to perform a ritual of grief and of death and discovering that what they thought they were going to do was not possible. That the old ritual, the comfortable way of doing things, the way they always want to do things, was just not possible. The stone had been rolled away. The tomb was empty. There was no body to anoint with spices. There was no grief ritual available. And then, right, the text tells us, overcome with terror and dread, they fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. I think... I think now in these moments, I feel, I feel a real kinship with that last line. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Right, so often 
when we want to feel like we can participate in these big epic stories, right? Like the Easter story or other, you know, narratives and stories and tales and myths that that drive who we are as a society and as people and as communities. We want to be part of a story of triumph. We want to be part of a story where uh, where we get it right, where we know the answer, where we figure it out, where life triumphs over death and, uh, and good triumphs over evil, and that that is how we want, we want to see ourselves in the story. But I feel like right now in this moment of just really deep uncertainty and fear and not knowing, um, it's comforting for me to see the story told in a way that emphasizes that you can be part of this epic tale of renewal and rebirth and resurrection, even if you are overcome with terror and dread, even if you are too afraid to speak the truth that you know, you are still part of this story. We are still part of this story, right? No matter how much fear you feel, no matter how uncertain it all seems, um, we are still part of a story of rebirth, of renewal, of new life, of possibility, and of significant suffering being transformed into new life. Um, These moments can feel so, so deeply isolating and uncertain. Um, We can look out our window and one day it's bright and sunny and the next day it is uh, blizzarding, blowing snow, letting us know that it is still springtime in the Rockies. Um, And it can feel like there's just not a clear path of hope forward. It can feel like we are trying to keep things normal, to do our routine, to maintain the same rituals as we always do. To plant the garden in the spring, to go for the walk, to cook the special meal, to do the thing that we think will make it normal again. And that's good and important and helpful. And... And sometimes I think that in these moments, we end up feeling like Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, right? We feel like we have prepared for the traditional rituals that we know. We say, I'm going to do this thing that I always do, even if I can't do it in person. But then something happens, right? We, we go to look at life as it was, and the tomb is empty, The way we expected things to turn out is not how they are turning out at all. And instead, we are faced with a terrifying new reality. And we can know in our hearts, or know as the readers of this Easter story, right, that that in the end, the disciples know that Jesus has been resurrected, and yet... This oldest version of the story ends it right here. The oldest text we have, the oldest written version of the Easter story, ends with fear, 
and uncertainty and terror and dread in the text. And when we read it, we know that Christians over the centuries have turned it into a a tale of triumph and hope and possibility. And our ancestors as Unitarians and Universalists saw it as a story that tells us about the hope of redemption for all people, about the hope in new life of any kind. And yet, even though we know the story plays out in this other way, here it ends in terror, in dread, in fear and uncertainty. And I think in some ways that's where we are right now. We have tried to maintain normalcy and yet the tomb is empty. Things are not as they have been and we do not know how they will end. Deep in our hearts and in our spirits, we know that there is a hopeful movement in this world, in this universe, a movement towards love, towards possibility, towards joy. And yet in this moment, we have simply seen the empty tomb and are overcome with terror and dread. And it can be easy to despair at that. Right, to despair at the empty tomb, at our uncertainty. But for me, this Easter, this moment, is not about proclaiming with certainty that we know exactly how the story ends or when things will return to a, a kind of normal we can, we can recognize or anything like that. For me, this Easter is about being willing to stay with each other through the terror and the dread. Being willing to accompany each other through the fear of seeing the empty tomb, through the fear of not knowing. Being willing to be together through all of this. May we find new ways to be together to witness the empty tombs of our lives and of our communities and of our hearts, and to know that over being overcome with terror and dread is okay. It is not a response of hopelessness, but a response of truth, of acknowledging the fear and the uncertainty and the reality of where we are but also not letting that be the end of our story. Together, may we make new meaning of new life, even as the snow falls. May it be so. Amen. Thank you for listening. Here at the Unitarian Universalist Church of Cheyenne, we are grateful for the ways that you join our community. You can connect with us on our website at uucheyenne.org. And if you find yourself needing more support during these days, don't hesitate to reach out through our Facebook page 
or by contacting our minister, Reverend Hannah, at minister at uucheyenne.org. We are here for each other through whatever may come.